Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. Poker. This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody doing out there? Big Dave and Joe, another edition of Poker Action Line in the midst of the World Series of Poker. And we'll get to a lot of that stuff tonight. Of course, uh, uh, the, other, the world of poker does not slow down and is not exclusive to Las Vegas. Yeah. Always but, a lot of other stuff happening. But that's an understatement that the world of poker does not <laughs> slow down, especially at this time of the year. Absolutely. Uh, we'll look at uh, last week when we were on the show, we were looking at the uh, Deuce 7 lowball uh uh, low ball draw championship to $10,000 buy-in. Uh, certainly one of uh, Doyle Brunson's, probably one of his last tournaments. Uh, he was challenging very late when we went out of here. I think there were seven or eight guys left. They're down to the final table. And he was still alive. He ended up going out in sixth place, though, unfortunately. We would have liked to have seen him go out in a real blaze of glory. Oh, it would be it's nice funny. if he had picked up another another brace. Oh, yeah. Huh? And it's funny because he's uh, has a huge part in the... In the book, the audio book I'm listening to now on my drives to work every day, which was written by Nolan Dalla, the uh, Stewie Younger story. Oh, okay. Uh, one of a kind, uh, Stewie Younger, the Stewie Younger story. And, uh, of course, Doyle uh, was a big part of that. And they talk about the games out there and how he really got involved in poker because he, uh, what I came to find out, that he was maybe the best gin player in the world. Well, uh, yeah, well, I already knew that. He couldn't He couldn't get a game in the he East Coast. He couldn't get a game. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he went to Vegas to get games. Exactly. And then once, you know, once he started crushing it over there, you know, the, the problem is... When this man can start reciting the cards that are in your hand after like six or seven pulls, yeah, you know what are you going to do? You yeah. can't play this man. He said it was like uh, people said it's like playing a guy, and he's you're playing with your cards face up. Exactly. Like I said, when that man starts to say, "This is what you have in your hand. This is what you have in your hand," you know, after only a few pulls, because of the way he sees that you're playing, you know, his mind just obviously worked, you know, at a different level than anybody. And I've, you know, I've. I've played gin. I've made very good money playing gin. Uh, not because I came anywhere near his his uh, talent level, but I did recognize some patterns and that I was able to take advantage of. I can't even imagine telling people, you know, all, all their cards. And I've read these stories. I thought you had known that. Well, I didn't. I wasn't really aware of that. But to be honest, uh, the, the the greatest story was when Bob Stupak, who was a uh, was a poker player that owned Vegas World and a few other casinos out there, uh, made him a big bet that he couldn't uh, have them pull two decks of cards and go through all the cards and and know what the cards were. Basically, how they did it was two decks of cards. The dealer continuously went one by one. Oh, turning over all the cards until he got to the last one. And these are our two decks shuffled together. Okay. And they said, okay, what's the last card? And he said, yeah, I think it's the Ten of Diamonds. He wrote, turned it over, it's Ten of Diamonds. Yeah. So that's an incredible mind. But he played gin for a long time and played a lot of other games, was really good at, and got into poker fairly late. But, of course, you know the story that uh, he went out there and he won two World Series of Poker titles in back-to-back years. But he had a lot of drug problems. He was a very uh, bizarre character, to, to say the least. And uh, he was a, Dave. He was an addict, not only to drugs. Yeah, but that came later but, too. But that he was an addict. He was an addict to action. Yeah, he was. Okay, he was to a, the point, And you know, you know, I've 
known people like this. I came close to being like this when I was in my 20s. You know, he, he cleaned up in the East Coast. And I'm trying to remember, you know, whether, you know, because he was protected. Yeah. He was protected. Because yeah, he some knew of how the, to line up some, some, some bad, of the stuff, bad boys. Some of the stuff that he did, you know, people that I grew up with, if some of those people had done some of those things, they, 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 they may not be enjoying walking on this earth today right. because of the people that you're dealing with. And he was protected and sent out there. And, you know, got into even more trouble over there. And I, I think it was just his his personality just wanted the adrenaline yeah, rush, the adrenaline whether rush. it was and, the and drugs, golf, whether it was golf, the gambling. Uh, you, you know, know. Anything, anything out there. He needed, he needed to be on the edge. Right. He, needed he even to got into backgammon for a while, whatever the latest fad was, and picked it up, like, just immediately. They said you could actually play this guy, and he would be terrible. And by the end of the day, he's, he, kicking he's, got, he's got it down. Yeah. So uh, the point was uh, no, uh, Doyle was the, one of the big cheeses out there at the time, along with Puggy Pearson and Sailor Roberts and some of the old fantastic names of, of the day. Uh, but uh, and Doyle taught him a lot too. He, he liked him, and he uh, you know probably took some money on the golf course from him and that sort of thing. But uh, for Doyle to be around this long and then uh, just about ready to uh, move on in his career to <laughs> retirement, uh, which is what he said uh, this could be his last game. I don't know if he'll play the main event. Probably not. He can't sit there all day. But Texas Dolly, uh, you know, has been at the top of the game for 60 years. So he, we were kind of pulling for him here last week. They were down near the end. But he got knocked out in sixth place. And Brian Rast went on to win the tournament. Uh, big accomplishment there. Uh, Dario San Martino was uh, third. Mike Waddle was second, and John Hennigan was seventh. And uh, later on, he would pick up a bracelet in the uh, results. So we'll run down some of those for you tonight. But I did want to touch on that since we were kind of pulling for him last week. Uh, eventually, he just got knocked out with uh, had one card left and really had the lead in the hand. If he just could have got one more low card, but he got a king and the other guy got a deuce, and that was it for him. So that's the way that game goes. Anyway, uh, before we get into some of the results, I wanted to uh, run over this uh, situation occurred out at the Bicycle in Los Angeles. They have a show called Live at the Bike, and I guess this was part of the feed, but there was a hand, and this was the number one story on Card Player this week, and still is right now, but there was a fella named uh, Armenian Mike that uh, obviously was trying to angle shoot, and what he did was he shoved his uh, rack of chips in. First of all, he slid the rack forward, which was full of chips. It had over $10,000 in chips in it. And uh, I guess set all in at the time. I'm not sure which. But uh, uh, when the other guy had a better hand and called him, he said, no, no, I was just just joking. Right. And the argument went on and everything. First of all, why would he have... His chips in a rack like that. You're not supposed to. Well, do that, are you? after watching the feed, you know, and I, I tried to watch it earlier in the day, but I had internet problems. I got to see it maybe 15, 20 minutes before we went on the air. Now, like I said to you, when I saw him in the racks there, this seemed more like a private game being played at, at the bike. So, in a private game, uh, you know, those kind of rules are thrown out if everybody at the table accepts them. Okay. And this gentleman had his chips in a rack. Which is not allowed in, in in most poker rooms. You know your chips are supposed to be out. Maybe if they had been, he may not have lost the uh, ten thousand and change. This was this was a cash game that they were playing, Dave. Right, right. Not a tournament. This was a cash game, 
and you know he pushed forward over ten thousand, you know ten thousand in chips. Yeah, there was nine hundred in the pot, and he just shoved his thing forward. And the other guy had a full house, so he uh, he's he's not going to go anywhere. Uh, it turns out Mike was needing a uh, a, a, jack. a jack for the gut shot uh, Broadway straight draw. But the river paired the board, which gave Ryan the full house, but also put up three hearts. Right. So maybe he you know maybe he was trying to represent hearts. Obviously, the other gentleman is only losing. He's got the second nut. He was only losing to a king ten. He held the king seven, which gave him the king's full of sevens. But you know when you watch this. Listen, one and of the other, look, one the, of the other the players immediately said this, and in the course of that conversation, they mentioned, listen, you pulled this earlier and got away with it, and I'm assuming he showed, because they kept saying, you did it with a jack three in your hand, because he's, he's trying to say, oh, I never would have made this bet, look at my cards, you know, yeah, of course you could have made this bet, you know. And and apparently the other players at the table were saying, "Oh, you did this with a jack three, and you know got this guy for seven thousand to fold a, a better hand." So you're just uh, upset, and he's trying to claim this as a joke, having not not knowing this gentleman's reputation or ever seen him play before. Just hearing that he had done this earlier seems to me like something that he likes to do to try to make himself feel better. Um, and from what I saw in the in the video, Dave, apparently the gentleman who won the hand is one of the producers of, of doing this live at the bike show. So he's kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, his name's Ryan Feldman. And uh, so basically what they did was they kind of put the onus on him. Like, do you want to collect from him or will you forgive well, this? Well, the, the onus was put on him, which is a terrible move by the floor person there in my opinion. Right. Okay. After arguing for what seemed like four or five minutes, they finally call the floor man over, which I don't know, again, what the, their particular rules are, being that this is being uh, uh, podcast or whatever it's being done that they're doing, that they're broadcasting this. I don't know why the floor man didn't. The other players were trying to ha- handle this. It was obvious this man did not want to give up his 10000 and change. So they called the floor man. They showed what he did, and the floor man... I've never seen this, puts the onus, especially for this amount of money, you understand, says, it's up to you to make that decision, you know, why are you going to make him the bad man when he, all he did was call in position, didn't do anything wrong, right, okay, and, you know, they argue, and the guy's going, I don't think I should be put in this, somebody else at the table kept defending him, why is he being put in this position, and, if you see this from the very beginning, I don't care no who it is. You ask, you ask a thousand poker players right now, and if nine hundred and ninety-nine, and the, the the one person not seeing this has to be blind, then doesn't call this. That was a bet. He he shoved a whole rack, you know, a good foot in front of him and released them. Okay, that's a bet. Forward action is the same as a verbal action, especially when you've moved it that far. That's why in tournaments, they used to people used to grab stacks of chips in their hands, come over, and it used to be until you release it. And that was a, that was a uh, a move that some of the slicker players, you know, would try to do against a single opponent. Because if that opponent went reaching for all his chips after he sees you, he thinks you're doing that, and then they'll go check or drop one chip. Now the ruling is if you cross. The imaginary line that they have set forth with chips in your hand, 
all those chips. Play. Well, well I, Armin and Mike kept saying, hey, you want them? Do you want the chips? Do you want them? And within his Russian accent or whatever. Uh, Armenian accent. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> you. Uh, but he uh, said, oh, do you want the, if you want the chips, just say. Just say if you want the chips. And and this guy was such a nice guy that he's going, well, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't know if I want to say that, you know. And, and then meanwhile, uh, as it turned out, he did get the chips and he stomped off angry. But uh, I'm just wondering now, how many well, similar things have you seen happen like that? I before? have seen, obviously not for that amount of money, because you know, the the, the pot after seeing the uh, the the dollar amount said it was a twenty eight thousand dollar pot. So there were, if he bet ten thousand, I think it was like ten thousand two hundred dollars that he had in his rack. The other man calls oh, it. So there was there was had to be about seven or eight thousand in that pot, because I, I see the final pot is at twenty eight thousand. So there was money in there for him to try to make this move, okay? Uh, I have run across similar situations where people have, not because of a move like that, because I've made rulings against people and I've said, you know, the bet stands, or they were slick enough that I couldn't call that or my floor person couldn't call, uh, you know, a standard bet. But then I would have a talk with these people and told them, you know, if you do this again, I don't care that it's within... Within the letter of the law, of the of the rules, it's not within the spirit of the rules. So, I have had situations where people have turned over cards. No one else saw it except for the dealer. The dealer goes mugs it, and somebody else turns over and they right, have identical right. hands. And then people are telling me, "Well, he doesn't have cards. How can he get part of the pot?" And you know, similar situations like that where I have said, "Hey, listen, you know, first rule of poker is protect your own hand, Dave," and you didn't protect it. Now, if I have a dealer who who killed the hand and saw it, I'm still going to rule that this man has his cards were live and I'd split the pot. Right. Other times, I was put in a position where I believe the person had what, he, what you know what they said. People have told me, but the dealer didn't see it. He didn't have cards, so I just looked at the other person and said, "The pot is yours." Now, if you want, out of good fair play, to split it with him, that's up to you. You understand? But I'm already awarding him the pot. In this particular situation, the foreman didn't say, here's your chips. If you want to give them back to him, go ahead and do it. No, he put the onus on the player, which it should never be on that person. You should not put that person in that position. And my guess is, Dave, that this guy was hemming and hawing, because I'm only guessing here, again, is that this Armenian Mike is probably one of the better players at this game. And being that he's playing for that kind of money, I'm sure it hurts to lose ten thousand, but I'm sure it doesn't it doesn't make a big effect on his life, I'm assuming, because of the stakes he's right, playing at. Right, right. And if he's that bad of a player, you don't want to alienate him if you think you could get a hell of a lot more money out of him going forward. But still, very hard for anybody. I know if I was in Ryan Feldman's shoes, I would have been saying Mike, I love you to death, buddy, but you pushed that whole stack. You released your hands. That stack went a good foot, foot, 14, 15, 16 inches in front of you. That's a bet. Floor man tells me that. I'm taking your chips. I'm going to leave them right here so you have a chance to win them back. But yeah, I would have made that choice. Being the producer of this show, as someone mentioned in the video, puts him in a lot more difficult yeah. position. But you and I, and I think... 99.9% of poker players would have said give me not only would have said give me that money th- this would that that thing would have escalated to a much uglier 
Yeah. Position. Well, that's what I thought was going to happen, that there would be fisticuffs or something. Anyway, uh, it's worth a look. Uh, it's on Card Player. If you look, uh, you go to one of the stories and look on the right side for the most viewed, it's number one. And uh, it's a ten minutes you'll uh, you'll enjoy. I think. Yeah, well, crying was, and whining. It was hey. it was a very. I'm I'm telling people are going to watch this going. What are they arguing about? He lost the ten thousand chips. Just give the Just, damn yeah, chips exactly. to the other player. Okay, uh, we'll run down some of the results. There's a couple of huge tournaments going on now, including the fifty thousand dollar poker players championship heading into play today. The final twelve, chip leader, the grinder, Michael's Ms. Rocky, two time winner. He's won it twice. Uh, was leading. We'll give you an update on that. Uh, there are about 10 players left, and we'll run some of that down for you. Uh, when we return, we'll also talk about some of the earlier uh, bracelets that were won over the past week, and we'll get to all that when we return. You're, watch, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be right back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. We need a new stuntman. Let's break for lunch. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Right? Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show, Big David Joe. Let's get into some World Series of Poker. Uh, about the third week now, I guess uh, nearing the halfway point, we got about uh, 30 bracelets that have been given out. Uh, the Super Seniors just got underway today. James Moore uh, has won it the last two years. He turned 65 and played uh, two years ago and won it, then came back last year and won it again. So he's looking for a, a, a three-peat. Yeah, absolutely, which is uh, pretty bizarre seeing how... Uh, uh, most people can't remember uh, whether they went to the bathroom or not earlier today, you know, when they're well, at 66. 
<laughs> I, I certainly yourself, hope. Right? I certainly hope that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, good luck to him. The seniors just finishing up, down to the final two players. We'll run down some of those results. But I wanted to get to the uh, the fifty thousand dollar poker players championship, which uh, got underway today, which got underway over the weekend and uh, is finishing up today. Uh, Twelve players heading in. Michael Mizraki was the was the chip leader. Now John Hennigan. Has taken over the has lead. Has taken the lead. He won uh, event number 27, which was the $10,000 horse tournament for his fifth bracelet of his career. Uh, pretty impressive there. Uh, so he's playing very well. He also had this final table in uh, the other Do 7 uh, low ball tournament. But he's playing the, the mixed game. Uh, the, the Poker Players Championship, if you're not familiar, is for the Chip Reese Trophy. And uh, it's the uh, it's like a eight-game mix. Yeah, and... and it has provided some exciting, uh, you know, especially I was it the Grinders' first one where his brother also was at the final. Yeah, and the and Rob, and Robert was at the final table. And Rob played in this one, too, but he's out, uh, so he is uh, not still around. But, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on uh, how they do today. Hennigan has 4 million chips, and Michael Michael uh, has the 3.7 million. Mike Leah currently at third with 3.2. Uh, Dan Smith, 2.6 million. And then the field rounds out. Phil Ivey is at that final table. Well, it's not actually not the final table. table there's no. two tables of five is right. what they're playing at right now. So they're down to ten players? They're down to ten players. Uh, Aaron Katz, Benny Glazer, Greg Mueller, uh, Sean Deeb, and then Phil Ivey and Brian Rast are still alive as well. They're toward the, the bottom of the chip counts. Now. I was just going to ask you, do you have chip counts on them? Yeah, Sean they... Deeb is uh, 885,000. Brian Rast is just over a million. Phil Ivey is 1.25 million. Yeah, well, I'd still be very afraid of Phil Ivey with yes. 1.2. I no mean, question. You know, he's he's a little more than three three and a half down from uh, from the chip leader, but you know, that could be made up very quickly in a couple of hands. Yeah, absolutely. So we will uh, keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, some of the other tournaments, I think the Millionaire Maker was still going on when we were on the show last week. Arnie Kern was the winner of that one. Uh, he defeats uh, Sam Razavi. For the title, Joe McKeon finished third. I think McKeon was still in when we were on the show last week, and they were finishing up. Barney Boatman finished seventh. Ralph Massey was eighth. Uh, other events, uh, event 22 was the eight-game mix, $1,500 event. Philip Long was the winner of that one. Uh, he defeats uh, Kevin Malice head-to-head. Daniel Negranu finished third. Ooh. So a very deep run for Negranu. John Raisner finished fourth. Uh, I think those both those were in the final table when we were on the show last week. How, let me ask you something, Dave, because I really have not paid attention, and I apologize for that. But how the numbers been for these tournaments? Because I know we I have not looked at that. That's a good point. That's a very good. You point. know, I know. You know, especially after seeing that the Colossus was down from a 18 and change, which was already down from 21 the year before that, down to what 13 and change, I believe it was yeah. this year, almost 14. Well, I think the I think the sizes have been pretty good. There was uh, for the. Uh, uh, Millionaire Maker, there was uh, 7,361, the third largest field in the six years they've had that tournament. I think there was about 7,700 maybe last year, Okay, if I'm so, not mistaken. So, so that's down a little bit this year, but up there, uh, pretty high as far as uh, where that tournament comes from. I can't compare. I uh, didn't do the research to uh, check that out, but there will be some stories about that. And, in, and in the Poker Players Championship, what were the numbers there? Did you, uh, 88, did you get I think. 88, okay. Might be down a little bit. Yeah, because I've seen, we've seen that in the hundreds. Eighty-seven. Eighty-seven was the total. 
Okay. I don't know how that compares with last year, but uh, but that's a fifty thousand dollar buy-in. Yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, event number twenty-four was the marathon, two thousand six hundred twenty dollar buy-in, and uh, let's see, they had uh, one thousand six hundred thirty-seven players in that one. Uh, Michael Adamo from Australia was the winner, six hundred fifty-three k to win. Mark Sleet, who was the uh, recreational player from the U.S., finished second. Uh, third place, Bart Leibart. Taylor Power was fourth. Martin Jacobson, former uh, main event champion, was fifth. Kate Hall also made the final table. She finished eighth. Uh, the horse tournament, uh, event 27, that was uh, a $10,000 buy-in. And the winner was Hennigan. He defeats uh, David Baker. Uh, D- Bakes D- Baker. Bakes, okay. Uh, not, not ODB. Oh, not <laughs> uh, they had 166 in that one, $10,000 horse. And uh, Rob Miss Rocky went pretty deep, but uh, did not finish in the money. Let's see who else was in the top uh, final table there. Lee Salem, Raj Parvizi, Randy Ohel, who's originally from South Florida, now lives in uh, Las Vegas, and Albert Daher finished in fourth. A few other events, uh, some new names. uh, Get to some of those a little bit later if we can. Uh, Steve Albini was the winner of Event 31, which was uh, the $1,500 seven-card stud championship. Old-timers attracted to this one as uh, Chris Ferguson finished in the final table. He finished in fourth. Jeff Lissandro was second. And uh, Catherine Fleck uh, from Fort Myers finished in third place. Nice uh, tournament there for her, 43000 And uh, that just finished up. And uh, basically, event uh, 30, let's see, event 30, 33 is the Poker Players Championship. So they're playing that one now. 32 is the seniors, and they're finishing that one down to two players. Uh, Bill Stabler and Matthew Davis uh, left. It looks like Stabler has about a 2-to-1 chip lead in that one as they're finishing that one up. Big turnout there for that one, I can tell you that. 5900 For the seniors. For the seniors. $1,500 buy-in. Yeah. Wow, the seniors is at plus, at fifty. The prize no. pool over five million. Oof. Pretty no, crazy. Wait, wait, five thousand. Five thousand you said? And was it a thousand dollar buy in? A thousand dollar buy in. Oh, a thousand dollar buy in. Okay. I'm sorry. I thought it was a fifteen hundred dollar buy in. No, a thousand. Uh, Gary Friedlander was fourth. He was a chip leader for a long time. See if there's any uh not a lot of big names here for the seniors that I would recognize right off hand. See if there's any local players or anything uh Making it deep, and I don't see that. So uh, um, that is finishing up, and the Super Seniors just got underway today. So I always kind of like to see how those tournaments do. And James Moore going for a three-peat is a pretty cool thing as well. Yeah, that that would that would be something incredible, huh? He's like, isn't he from like the D.C. area or something, Washington? Oh, I know he's from uh, Northeast. I thought he was sure. like a dentist, a retired dentist, or professional, and. Uh, you know, to to hear him win that first title was great, and then to come back and repeat it—that's <laughs> that's pretty impressive. That Dave. is pretty impressive. It that really is, is pretty impressive. Uh, hopefully, next week we'll be talking about how uh, he made a deep run in this one. So let's yeah, see exactly. what let's see what happens. I don't see that uh, information about him. I think I have it here somewhere, but uh, we'll get back to that if we can. Uh, one local event uh, coming up is the Florida State Poker Championship. I didn't know if you were interested in uh, ch- checking out the seniors event, but uh, there it's a $200 buy-in, and that is on uh, Tuesday, July 24th. 
you can make it. And this is 11 at 11 a.m. At, at the aisle. At the aisle, right? Yeah, their main event starts on the final the two days later on the on the 26th. Uh, it is a $1,500 buy-in for the Florida State Poker Championship. Used to be the crown jewel that was like $5,300 buy-in and a million-dollar guarantee at one yeah. time under Mike Smith. But uh, they've changed things a lot there. It's a half-million-dollar guarantee, $1,500 buy-in, three starting days on Thursday, July 26th, Friday, July 27th, and Saturday, July 28th. Uh, the first event is a $175 buy-in with opening days, eight opening sessions on uh, Thursday, July 5th through Sunday, July 8th. So if you're not playing in the uh, main event World Series of Poker, that might be a local, uh, <laughs> little che cheaper option here yeah, locally. Yeah, just slightly cheaper. Uh, a few other stories that are interesting, some about uh, sports betting. Uh, it came out uh, this week that California has decided to that they need to get a referendum first, and they won't have that on the ballot till 2020. So they're going to be really, yeah. So all these other places started opening their sports betting. Uh, California will be way behind on that. And you know what, though, it actually doesn't surprise me because California could have been at the forefront of online poker. And yeah, they really know, let that slide. They've 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 blown that opportunity. Uh, so this this doesn't. Um, I'd be even more upset now over that if if I was you know one of the paramutuals Indian casinos. It just doesn't make any sense, but hey, we have other states that do stupid things too. So, uh, New Jersey, we know, started their sports betting last week. Uh, Delaware was the first one to uh, start taking bets, and uh, the governor of New Jersey made the first bet in. Uh, I was in just New about Jersey. to say, besides, he wants to follow Delaware's governor who made the first bet. He made two bets. He uh, he bet the Devils to win the Stanley Cup next year. The okay. New Jersey Devils and futures bet. Okay. I'm trying to remember who he who his first bet he made. I think it was a uh, – I can't remember. I'm not going to try to guess now. I think it <laughs> might have been on Philadelphia, but uh, for the, in the NFL. Uh, a couple of states are uh, looking at both online uh, sports betting and online poker, coupling them together, which we thought might happen, and that's in Michigan and New York. So uh, that might be our best bet to try to really kick off online poker in a lot of different states. Uh, there's also uh, a move in Kentucky to legalize sports betting. Of course, they have uh, horse racing betting, of course, in the tracks and that sort of thing. So we'll see what happens there. And a few other places, obviously. And we'll we'll get to uh, a story in the next week or two uh, predicting how that will affect online poker. And I'll tell you what, Dave. You know, if you were to think about online, um, you know, uh, legalized sports betting, would you think that some of the southern states would even be on board with it? And and in the beginning, no. But no, I do and, now. but the reason, but, but it's only because the they're allowing paramutuals to take sports bets. You know, they're allowing racetracks to take the sports bets. And if that wasn't the case, if that had been something for like a, a land-based uh, casino only, can you imagine? I don't think any of the, any of the southern states would would you know would allow that to go on, but. Kentucky, you know, uh, uh, what is it, Louisiana, uh, they've got the casinos already, but, you know, you've got a lot of little racetracks, and I think they're going to push very hard for it, and I don't know about you, but I think that within three or four years, we're going to have most of, the, most of the states on board with, online, with gambling and, and hopefully online gambling, right. which is going to be the best way for them to make money. 
Yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, we'll keep an eye on it and uh, see what happens. But uh, things uh, moving forward, at least, you know, I think uh, I think it's important to to get a few of these states online and then uh, get some commingling going and uh, and really uh, to have things take off. Yeah, so kind of like the slap in the back of the head to some of these politicians. Uh, uh, listen, look, this is what you could, this is what the state could be bringing in in tax revenue. We'll take another break on the show. When we return, we'll take a look at a few more events. And uh, see some of the other things heading on around town. There's some interesting stories I got for you. So we'll uh, look at that when we return. Don't forget that you can always pick up the show on uh, SoundCloud. Great place to get the show and to uh, send out some tweets and let people know. We'd love to have you uh, rate the show on iTunes, do a review, uh, tell us how you liked it. Uh, you can easily find it on iTunes. Just search Poker Action Line. And uh, you can also subscribe to that feed and uh, it will download the latest show. Uh, plenty of other places, including our website at PokerActionLine.com, the Poker Fuse podcast page. Also, uh, you can go to the Hold'em Radio Network and listen to the show on there, or go to just simply Apple iTunes uh, podcasts and, and get it there. But I'd uh, love to have you get the show. We're going to have uh, Sherry Bokowski, uh just wrote me, and we're going to try to get together on a date to bring her back on the show. We uh, talked about her book, uh continuously improving your game, and we'll get into some more of the concepts. I don't think we had enough time to really talk about some of the ideas on how to improve your game, the Kaizen of poker, but we'll get her back on the show. Uh, i got to get Lance Bradley on the show and talk about his book, uh, The Pursuit of Poker Success, and a few other things uh, I'm working on as well. So we'll talk to some of those people in the next few weeks. But let's take a break here on the show. We'll come back with more when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line coming to you from South Florida. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. 
every Tuesday night following NHRA national events. NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Back on the show, uh, I looked up the James Moore information. He uh, is now 67. He is a radiologist in uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania. He plays regularly at the parks. Oh, okay. Parks Casino in outside of Philadelphia. Well, I had him in the right region. <laughs> he, had uh, him in the right region, had him as a doctor. I'll he, take that as a win. He's married, has a 26-year-old grown son, uh, grew up in Michigan, by the way, and uh, was a truck driver for many years before going to medical school. Uh, good for him. So, good story there, and he's looking for that three-peat. Uh, he is uh, also works at a hospital in Northern California for five weeks of the year, so uh, uh, does a little good work for the community as well. So, so we'll be pulling for him and the Super Seniors. We'll get an update on that one when we can. Have and they announced how many started the tournament with yet or no? No, I could look that up, I guess. You know, because I know he he went through a nice little field the first two years. I mean, being the Super Seniors, and I'm not sure, but this year, the, the Super Seniors, I know they were going to announce that the Super Seniors was dropping from 65 to 60. They oh, were, I didn't know that. that. I didn't were, see that. that well, that's what I read a couple of, like a year or two ago, that they were going to make it instead of 65-60. And I don't know if this was the year that they did that or not. Uh, a lot of times they don't have the numbers posted at, on the first day, maybe the, the, toward the end of the first day. Oh, they do. It's 2,191. Huh? I know pretty he good, had oh. some good numbers. Uh, that, that well, that actually started yesterday, so uh, they are pretty far along. They only have 113 remaining. Okay. And I don't see more among the chip leaders, but he may still be in there. Who knows? Well, I guess I should look that let, up. Let's hope he is. Let's hope he is. Maybe we'll <laughs> see that on the next break. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, mention wanted to mention um, an update on uh, Doyle Brunson. We are kind of, if you were thinking, wondering how old he is. He's 84 years old, and uh, he's a two-time he's a back-to-back winner of uh, the main event. Uh, in the years when there were smaller players, no question. But uh, he says that this uh, Deuce 7 low ball probably will be his last uh, event. He is not going to play the main event this year, he does say in an interview here. Uh, a lot of great stories, obviously, coming out of that era. Um, but he said, uh, he said, you know, we never expected it to turn out like it is. Uh, we basically had the World Series of Poker to draw people to town. And I remember Benny Binman once said, you know, one day we may have over 100 people in this event. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I don't know if you've ever played when the WSOP came out with like a video type thing of, you know, playing for for the main event. And the most players that they would have in there would be like 200 and change. Yeah. You know, and that's when the fields had just gotten over 100 back in the early 90s. And I was like, wow, $10,000. I go... Yeah, maybe one day it will get to 200, maybe 300 people. And then, wow, the explosion took a little longer than I thought it would, but it, it just kept inching up in that direction. Uh, one of the things I was reading is that a lot of players were really angry with him for writing the Super System book, and then, which was updated again, I think, shortly after 2000. But the players who were angry with him were... were you know, the guys who had a locked-in uh, yeah, opportunity. The, the ones there. who, the ones who, who knew those secrets that Doyle was, uh, you know, uh, 
unveiling to everybody else if they wanted to read the book, you know, um, I think what Doyle realized was he could make a lot of money from that book. I don't know if he thought about giving, you know, if that was his way of giving back to the poker world. But even with giving all those secrets, Dave, it takes a time for you to implement them, to get enough experience to understand them properly. Right. You know, it, it probably gave you the heads up of starting with better starting hands and understanding it. But, you know, I, I'm sure, at least in my experience for playing for so many years, you know, you, you see all of these and then you realize, oh, okay, this is where I misinterpret reading this this way. And... Uh, but it definitely opened the door for, for players to get a little bit better. But that came out in the 80s. We, we still didn't and see it. And then was huge re- Super System 2, 2 came, out, came two, out, which I have. Two or something yeah, like that. And, that's the, and then shortly thereafter is when you started really seeing the explosion of poker, obviously with the moneymaker effect and, and, every, and online poker. But the people who were upset with them had to be probably the top 15, 20, 25 players at that time that right. played that game. Right. And that wouldn't have affected as many people as I think they thought it would. Well, a lot of people learned from that book, learned how to play. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. But to get to a level where it was making a huge impact as opposed to what they were before, I think took a little longer than people were giving it credit. And I'm sure they're thinking, well, listen, if you're 10% smarter than you were Yesterday, that's a lot less money that I'm going to put in my pocket, you know, with you playing poker. So I'm grateful. I'm very grateful that he did that. Yeah, for sure. Because I've read the book, and, uh, you know, I believe it's definitely helped me. And I've recommended it to people who had who had never read the book and actually lent out my copy of it to people who have You've never read got it back, probably. Right? No, 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 I still have it. I, I made sure that book always came back. Uh, pretty nice field in the... Uh in the uh, seniors, and uh, I can confirm what Joe mentioned is that the, the it was lowered to 60 this year. So the field size last year was 1,720. So they went up uh, quite a bit, about uh, 25% yeah. increase to t- 2,191. And I'm looking at uh, day one, and I see that uh, James Moore was knocked out on in day, day one, one in okay. the final level of day one. And uh, following the dinner break, he came back and he had a short stack and uh, was eventually knocked out. Uh, some of the others that got knocked out on uh, day one, Marcel Lusk, uh, T.J. Cloutier, Neil Blumenfield, and Dan Harrington. So That's that, that, that's a pretty impressive lineup right there to, for a main event, <laughs> let alone a, a super seniors event. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see, what else we got? We got the, uh, the big tournament, the uh, $50,000 Players Championship. Uh, let's see if I can get an update on that for you. Sean Deeb has been knocked out of that one, so they're down to nine players. How's the grinder still in second Let's place see if I can now? get a chip count there. Uh, Hennigan doing very well. He's at, uh, in fact, uh, they're right about the same. Hennigan and Mizraki uh, right around $3.7 million. Mike Lee is still in third. Dan Smith fourth. Uh, Phil Ivey is the short stack. Oh, now he's the short stack? One, $1.3 million. Still, still could yeah. be dangerous, though. Yeah. Jean-Robert Balland uh, finished in 12th. He was one of the ones who got knocked out uh, early today. They came back with 12 players He was on today. one of those reality he, shows. He was on right? Survivor. Survivor, that's what it was. Okay. So the seniors tournament is uh, winding down. They're still playing there. Uh, still two players left in that one. And they are on a break now. So the last is the chip counts I gave you. Bill Stabler with about 19 million chips. 
and Matthew Davis just over 10 million. So those are running down, and uh, a lot of funny things uh, happening out in Vegas. So we we haven't really followed a lot of the other tournaments. Uh, you know, there's just so much going on and so much coverage of the World Series that uh, pretty much my focus is there. But uh, interesting thing happened at the Venetian. Uh, they have their deep stack series, and a part of that was a uh, Mid States Poker Tour event, and. Uh, Alex Foxen was the winner. He chopped with his girlfriend, Christian, uh, Kristen no. Bicknell. Really? Yeah, she's from Canada. She was like one of the top players, female players in the world last year. Uh, got down to the final two, and they ended up... Foxen had more chips, so he gets the trophy and the title. But two, $239,000 uh, for first, and Bicknell gets 200000 for second. So, uh, kind of interesting. I was following him on Twitter pay, a little bit. He's going to pay for that extra, what is it, nineteen five that he took if they were to split it? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, Bignell has a couple of uh, World Series of Poker bracelets. Uh, she's from uh, Ontario, and uh, Foxen is from New York. He has more than $4.2 million in career earning, earnings. And uh, said they didn't even hesitate to go after each other, according to the updates. Uh, didn't avoid each other and uh, back off. But once they got down to the final two, they did uh, have a chop. Uh, Joey Weissman from Boca finished in sixth place in that one. And uh, He must have felt like he was in between a yeah. rock and a hard place when he had the boyfriend and girlfriend. And he, and he was uh, the man in the middle there. Uh, Kale Burns finished in third. Uh, Fong Nguyen. Got fourth. Blake Winnington was fifth. Jake Schindler was ninth. Well, it, you know, it's nice to hear that they went at it, and true professionals are going to do that. Yeah. You know, we we were talking earlier about the poker player with uh, with the grinder and his brother getting to that final table, and you know, for people who don't know that story, the grinder's the one who took out his brother. Yeah. You know, so they didn't avoid each other. And, and felt bad about it, but hey, you know. He did. You know, the, you know the family was there. The the mother, the his wife at the time, the the, the brothers. But, you know, if you want to keep your reputation, that, that they both knew that going yeah. in. If they, they met on the same table, they were, going to have to, they were going to have to throw down against each other, and that's, that's what they did. And I'm glad to hear that this has happened here. And, you know, we've seen these situations before, husband and wives, and, you know, I, I don't ever recall any issues from anybody claiming that they were either slow playing or, saw, or dumping chips to anybody. Yeah. So, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to keep up on that. Uh, one other great story came out of Father's Day, obviously. Uh, Father's Day on Sunday, yesterday. And uh, one of the guys playing in the tournament was Jerry Cotta, Joe's father. And he had a stroke recently. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And struggles with some of his movement and uh, other life skills. But... Uh, Joe was on the rail cheering his father in as he played in the seniors cha- in the super seniors on Sunday. Uh, he had been in a coma for over a month, oh, so it was goodness. a really bad uh, stroke. And uh, Joe was there cheering him on and uh, kind of helped him out reading some of the cards for him because he had some uh, problems and he's on a wheelchair. So uh, Joe taught him how to play poker very recently. So it's kind of a Kind of a nice thing to uh, to play poker to keep your mind sharp as you get older. I think a lot of people say it's pretty good therapy. Well, listen, I'm just hearing that story, and, and I'm not knowing that his son had just recently taught him how to play poker, going through what he's been through, having had a stroke myself. Uh, it's, it's a wonderful story. Yeah, it It's really a is. wonderful story. And you know what, Dave? It, it, you know, 
I have read many reports to keep your mind sharp, you know, to constantly challenge yourself with mind games and, and all of that. I can't think of something better than poker to, to challenge you, um, you know, to, for all those things. And I, I'm hoping that that definitely helps Jerry Carter get back to being normal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a nice story. And, and we see stories like that. We've I saw a couple of years ago a local down here, Jeff Fogel, that uh, has uh, ALS and uh, is in a wheelchair and still plays. A uh, good guy and uh, finished 160th in the Colossus a couple of years ago when I was out there with over 20,000 players uh, entered. So a uh, great story there, and he plays in a lot of tournaments here and, and has a couple of assistants that help him. Uh, you know, he tells them what to do as far as uh, they show him the cards and and he makes a decision and t- tells what he wants to do, whether they push the chips in or, or fold the cards, uh, depending on what. But uh, uh, people are very understanding about it, and, uh, you know, he's a very popular guy. He's a local co- guy that still coaches girls basketball, uh, despite his advancing uh, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease, and has done a lot to promote uh, research and, uh, you know, discovery of of a cure for that disease, which is a horrible uh, oh debilitating disease. It really is. But we see a few of those stories out there, and as part of the uh, ESPN uh, WSOP broadcasts, and I'm sure we'll see a few more. But uh, to see Joe Cotta, who actually won event three and won a bracelet this year, uh, won the main event a few years ago, and became the youngest player to do so. But uh, you know, it's uh, it can bring families together. It's a it's a great social game. I I can't think of a more wonderful thing for him to do on Father's Day than to help his dad. I wish mine was still around so I could do things for him. So good luck to Jerry, you know, getting hopefully back to normal from his stroke. And, you know, thanks, Joe, for doing what you did for your dad. It's just a great story. Absolutely. Uh, Let's take our final break of the show. We'll come back and finish things up and uh, look at a few things still to come out there at the World Series. Of course, the main event uh, starts on July the 3rd, 3rd, 4th, and 5th uh, are the opening sessions for the main event. And, uh... Uh, still a long way to go. Uh, we got about 30 tournaments in, but we still got another, uh, I would say, 40 another, another 30 before the main event yeah. and another 40 altogether with stuff that's going on. The uh, big one for One Drop is uh, back this year with a $1 million buy-in. They're still taking entries on that. There's 30 entries thus far. 48. Yeah, Are they capping, still limiting it at 48? at 48, I believe. Okay. So, so still some spots there as, uh, as people uh, get ready to play that. Uh, I don't think uh, one of the things we haven't really seen is a lot of really big names winning events thus far. I mean, you've got Kata and a couple other things. Hennigan is certainly a big name. Uh, if the grinder were to win this one. or uh, But Phil Ivey back at the World Series this year, the first cash he's had in four years at the World Series of Poker. Uh, Chris Ferguson with a final table so far this year, and we're seeing some of that. Uh, Negreanu had a third-place finish, but... Uh, we're being introduced to a lot of new names, and that's always exciting as well. Listen, uh, and I believe that's going to be the norm for many, many, many years, especially with these number of fields. But it's still amazing to see how the great players somehow make deep, deep runs in these tournaments. And, you know, I'm sure we will see a big name take down a bracelet before before this is all said and done. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, let's take a break on the show. Uh, We'll be back to finish things up. Uh, Glad you're with us tonight. Working on some great guests on the program, and we'll try to get uh, some of the information out to you over the next couple of weeks on what we're doing. 
But uh, certainly looking forward to a big summer here. And then uh, the big Hard Rock Tournament uh, in August. We'll talk about that as well over the next few weeks. But we hope you stick around for the finish of the show, and we'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Live. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Back on the show, final segment, uh, looking at a couple of things. Uh, still nine left in the Poker Players Championship. We'll check in on that in just a moment. Uh, the two players are back in action in the Seniors event. Uh, uh, the finishing up there. Also, uh, the Super Seniors. We'll see if we can get an update on that one. But uh, uh, the Seniors is uh, just amazed by that turnout, of course, with an extra five years of uh, youth uh, participating almost this year. You could expect to go. over 25% because you said the number was 2192, yeah. correct? No, I'm talking about uh, uh, yeah. the super seniors is twenty one ninety two. Yeah, but I'm talking number. about the seniors. Five thousand. Oh, five thousand. Well, that's well, been that's fifty. Not, that's always yeah, exactly. been fifty. Had no so. change in the. In but the, the other one there. grew from seventeen the year before to, to twenty one hundred almost twenty two. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was a nice little increase there. Also, uh, also a nice turnout for uh, the mixed tournament. Uh, Fifteen hundred dollar PLO eight or better. Regular Omaha high low eight. Or better, or the Big O, which is a five-card PLO game with a high-low split. Uh, 773 players. That's a nice turnout for that tournament. They're down to the final 17 in that one. Uh, they rotate those three games. Uh, John Turner, uh, one of the names I recognize here. In third place, Rob Mizraki, still alive in that one. He's in seventh in the chip stacks. And James Alexander, who just played in... Uh, uh, one of the recent tournaments and went pretty deep in that one. He's still alive. Carol Fuchs also playing very well still in the chip counts have, there. Have you heard? I mean, you know, my favorite now has it's been Jason Mercier. We know he, you know, 
Happy Father's Day to him. Uh, belated Happy Father's Day. I think it was his first year as a father. Um, you know, with his daughter being born. I, have you heard? Has he's he had made a couple, it down there? Has yeah, he he's it? playing, and uh, so is Natasha. Did Natasha went down also. Uh, Natasha tweeted out over the weekend. She said, "This, uh, this uh, being a good mother and, and playing poker player at the same time is not working out too well." She said, "I just, I just mucked a winning hand, and uh, he got eliminated from a tournament, and uh, a couple hands later." So, she said, uh, "I'm definitely out of practice." Yeah, well. <laughs> It takes a little while to get used to, as I've told my daughter with with, her, with my grandson. Uh, hopefully, they they start appreciating even more so what their parents did for them. So, but um, I, did, I hadn't heard Jason's name or Natasha's, and I'm glad you told me that. Yeah, uh, they are out there playing. Jason had one deep run uh, in. Uh and also played in the fifty in the poker players championship, but got eliminated in that one. I don't know. I have to see if he. I don't think he finished in the money. Uh, as far as the super seniors go, once again, uh, Steve Zolotow. Have you, do you recognize that name? Steve. He's a poker writer that yeah, uh, writes in uh, Annie Up and yeah, a couple other. I, I card player exactly also. Is, yes, I've, I've read many of his articles. I didn't know. He's still he's in fifth place in chips in the super seniors. So. Now I'm going to have to go back to some of my card player issues from many years ago to, yeah. to, to read some of Steve's stuff. Yeah, he's good. Uh, so let's get a final update for you on the Poker Players Championship. See if I can see where Jason finished, if he uh, if he did finish there. Let's see what uh, we got here. Nine players left. Michael Mizraki has taken back the chip lead, 4.165 million. John Hennigan, 3.7. Mike Leah, 3 million chips. He's lost some of his chips. And Brian Rast is now the short stack with just 700,000. Phil Ivey in eighth with 1,300. So they're finishing up there. Benny Glazer, who uh, has had a couple of big tournaments, uh, is uh, still alive in that one. Certainly has over 2.1 million, so he's still very much alive in that one. And that's just going to about do it. We'll have the final results for you next week on the show. We'll be go home and watch on Poker Go, which I think is uh, finishing up today. Yeah, and uh, they'll have the final table there uh, this evening. So uh, I'll look forward to watching some of that and see how the grinder does. Yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Moore couldn't win his third uh, Super Seniors event. Maybe uh, the grinder can win his third uh, Poker Players Championship uh, bracelet. That'd be something, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And it's been a nice little, it's been a while since his last one, so... Be very nice. Let's see if if the grinder can finish it out. It'd be nice. Several tournaments still going on. Here's some of the stuff that's upcoming this week uh, that we'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, there's a twenty-five thousand dollar PLO Omaha eight-handed tournament, a high roller po- uh, PLO. That's something that's brand new out there. Uh, there'll be the fifteen hundred dollar shootout. Uh, also a ten thousand uh, dollar limit do seven low ball. Uh, interesting event there. That's uh, over the next week. Uh, the uh, 565WSOP.com online PLO tournament will be coming up. Also, the mixed event with uh, Omaha low, eight or better, and seven card stud high low, eight or better, which uh, takes a lot of skill in that one. The $1,500 Raz tournament comes later in the week. And the $1,000 Tag Team Championship, uh, pretty interesting as well. So we'll keep an eye on some of that stuff. The following week, we'll have the $10,000 Raz. The ladies' event runs June 28th through July the 1st. Uh, let's see. The Crazy Eights is uh, June 30th. 
the start there and also the main event as i mentioned july i guess second third and fourth is the uh the opening three days for that one big one for one drop later on at the end uh, july 15th is the start of that one so uh, a lot of great stuff still to come uh, I'll be watching as much as I can and uh, bringing some results. We'll also look for some interesting hands and stuff to talk about next week. Uh, what you got coming up? What do I got coming yeah, up? Yeah, you going to be playing anything? No, no, not, not right now. Um, just stuff at home <laughs> that the wife's got me doing. I like to play that, that seniors event at the Florida State uh, thing. Uh, I'll see if I can niche out some time for it. I, I was really hoping to play in the seniors event this year down there in Vegas, but... May have to wait again till next year. Yeah, or maybe the, maybe in the, uh, the Seminole High Rock Poker Open, uh, three hundred fifty dollars seniors event. I think it is. Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing in that. Also at a all. possibility, I guess. Let's, let's see. You think we're going to get a, a more interesting hand than that? Uh, <laughs> than that bluff wall in that the guy tried to. Uh, Armenian Mike, the crybaby. Armenian Mike lost his money and I uh, couldn't be happier for it. <laughs> That's going to do it. Thanks for being with us, Geo. Thank you for all your help on the show as usual, and we'll uh, talk to you next week. Uh, hope everybody's back to join us. We'll let you know on some of the guests over the next couple of weeks. To get to work on that as the series winds down. See what we can come up with for you. That's going to do it. Joe, thank you for uh, your trip up from Kendall. And we'll talk to everybody next week on another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.